What's going on, everybody? Welcome to what I guess we'll call the third episode of the Double Pipcast. I'm here with my good friend Aaron. We are just playing a match of the card game. I've got Omega Supreme and Warpath, and he's got Major Soundwave, Laserbeak, and Ravage. So we're going to see how this plays out. I'm going to try and uh, fill in some uh, podcast talk as well in between turns here, and I'll see how this works. So, Aaron is going first. All right. I will transform laser beat mm-hmm. and attack Warpath with him. Okay. So, let's do. All right. I've got four. I've got four. All right. So I got a piercing two though. Okay, so I'll take two. So Aaron, um, you know I know I've known you for twelve years. Um, we've, we go back to the GameStop days. Um, how long have you been uh, a fan of Transformers? Ever since you were a kid, or? Yeah, and I'm a geezer, so like forever. I remember the days of like this before school and after school cartoons and like Saturday morning cartoons. And like, that's when I first got into them was watching them on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know you got me into it kind of, I mean, I watched beast wars, but that was about it. And then just hanging out with you, I got super into it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and flip Omega Supreme. Um, he can divert damage that you would do to Warpath. If it's at least two damage being taken, I can take it instead. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to attack with Warpath. And we're going to throw a leap into battle on him. So he's going to get plus three. One, two, three. Four. So I'm swinging for seven. Okay. I'm defending for two. Okay, so five? Yep. All right. So you watched G1 back in the day. Uh-huh. Uh, brought you a uh, brought you to a couple of events with me. I know you play Pokemon with your son. Uh, what have you? What do you think about uh, like just like the TCG organized play scene overall, not just Transformers? Um, I mean, I I would definitely say it's hard for new people to get into it. Personally, I think every yeah. time I go somewhere, it's super intimidating. And I've been doing it since like the really early days of Magic. I feel like if you don't have a group of friends where you're going in there, you don't feel like you have a safety net and people are kind of like douchey. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I wish I could say that it's by venue. There's definitely some good, good folks like Frank and uh, Chris. There's some, uh, some really good, really good folks, but yeah, there's, there's definitely some that just, I don't know if they don't have the social skills or if that's just their personality is to, be off-putting. <laughs> right. Oh, for sure. All right, I'm going to transform Ravage. Okay. I'm going to attack with Soundwave. 
Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm going to do one damage with Ravage. I'm going to tap him to do one damage to Warpath. Okay. And then I'm going to attack with Soundwave, but I'm going to put a grenade launcher on him first. Okay. And eight. For a total of nine. Okay, so I'm defending for four, so I would take five. I'm going to divert all that to Omega. Okay. So we've uh, we've played some casual play, and then we've done the last event we went to. We did a six-pack sealed. Do you think that you like the sealed events more or the constructed where you bring your own deck and try it out? Um, it's, well, I think starting out sealed is way better because you don't have to rely on like spending a million dollars on it. And I imagine that after you do quite a bit of sealed, you would build up a decent collection where constructed would be more fun because you can know what you're going to come against. Mm-hmm. It takes you a long time to get to that point, unless you know you have a ton of disposable income and you're just buying the whole collections. Right. Yeah. And that is definitely not me in terms of where I allot my uh, my spending. Right. You know, I, I have a decent haul for or decent collection of cards for how often I play. Um, so I've had to have a little bit of uh, self self restraint, some self control. Right. Throwing an armor plating on to Omega. I don't know if that's on camera. Okay. Um, then I am going to flip. And I can either draw a card or do one damage to an enemy. I'm going to go ahead and draw a card. Okay. And then we're going to attack. He's got four base. Keep my five on there. And we're going to go against uh, Ravage. One, two, three, four. All right. So I've just got my four. Four. I'm defending for two. So I'm taking two. Okay. Yeah, I think the playing sealed or even the turbo format to Uh me is just more fun. You're going there. Yeah, you're spending, I don't know, 15, 20 bucks for the buy-in and prize support. But constructed, I'm not going to be playing Optimus Prime and I don't Lionizer, I think, is the one that's played right now with a ton of bold. I'm not going to be playing the most meta deck. I'm going to be playing with the characters that I like. Right. And with the cards that I own. So I don't want to pay into something that I know I'm going to get smacked on. I think sealed is a if you're not playing casually, sealed is a better format, just like oh, you yeah. said. And then you're adding cards to your collection, so. Exactly. It's also fun. I feel like it's really fun opening a bunch of packs with people because even if you don't pull something amazing, it's really cool seeing other people pull it and you get to see it in the wild as opposed to just, like, looking at it online and wishing you had it. Right, and some of the mystique is gone if you're buying, like, you're finishing up your collection on eBay. You're paying, you're dropping $50, you get the super rare card that you couldn't pull. And it's, yeah, that's, it's a lot cooler, like you said, to see it out in the wild. Um, and I, I do wish that people were a little happier. Like, I feel like there's not a whole lot of hurrah. Like, I pulled that shockwave and everybody's like, okay, cool. Right. I don't know. Maybe I just haven't been playing card games enough. Like, pulling a rare card or one that I really want is still super exciting for me. Like, oh, for going- sure. 
showing people and they're like, that's cool, dude. I got like six of those. Why don't you be quiet? <laughs> All right. No, I, um, I think it's just people's personality. Like when I took a, recently, I took Orion to a Pokemon sealed pre-release, mm-hmm. and he was like, he got he, the first the first packs he opened were were like crap. He didn't get anything, but all these other people around him, and he was like, "Oh my god, did you see that guy? Oh my god, did you see that guy?" guy, guy? <laughs> he was like like flipping out for these people because these were cards that he already knew he wanted, and he was seeing people open them. Yeah, and like the coolest thing was is you. At, at that tournament, you got three packs after it was done and the wins were tallied, and he got, like, one of the cards he wanted really bad. So he was, like, excited for other people and then was able to, like, bring that excitement back home because he was able to do it, too. It was pretty cool seeing that. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to tap Ravage to do one damage to Warpath. Okay. And then I'm going to do Frag Toss and do another damage to Warpath. Okay. And then I'm going to put data pad on laser beak and attack with him. Ready? Going after Warpath or? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Warpath. And so I... uh, correction to last episode, I was talking about the SDCC version of the Blasterverse Soundwave box set. It's actually the retail version of it. It's coming out on September 20th. And I've seen it as cheap as $34.99 on an independent website, but then on Amazon they've got it listed at $44.99. Like I was saying last time, when you think of a $20 Metroplex set, you're getting two $40 decks, two character cards, and then six small cards. So at $34, I can see it. $45 is a bit much, but at $34, I can see the value in that. All right, I'm defending for four. Okay, I'm attacking for five with a pierce of two. Okay, so he is gone. I'm going to take escape route and get rid of a noble's blaster for it. So I don't know how much you've looked at the rules, Aaron, but they they have a they had some infinite turn decks. I heard you talking. I think it was Chris, was it Chris that did There some? was I can't remember the guy the guy's name, but it was definitely at the Lansing store where uh-huh. he he was he had some sort of version of it and put it on the Transformers website, uh, the Facebook page. Oh right. So with the release of uh, I think it was Private Flack. I can't remember one of the new cards that basically when you tap them they're a uh, item or uh-huh. a action card or an upgrade. Right. So one of them was Swap Parts, which was initially the first banned card. And it reintroduced the infinite turn through, you can use Peace Through Tyranny and all these cards and basically take infinite turns. So the most recent ruling, they just limited it to one bonus turn. So you can't keep going and going. Draw a card for my turn. I'm going to flip Omega to bot mode and then play Escape Brute to throw him back into alt mode. And I'll do uh, one damage to Laser Beak. All right, and then throw Noble's Blaster on him. Gives me plus two, and when I'm attacking a Decepticon, I get pierced two. And we will go after Laserbeak. Just blues and whites for me, so I'm swinging for six with pierce of two. I'm blocking two, so I'm taking four, so he's out. Okay. Tip for tat. Draw my card. 
the Wave Two starter deck on Amazon dropped down to eleven, like eleven ninety nine. The one that comes with Windblade, Megatron, Starscream, and Bumblebee. Oh wow! So I, I thought that was a pretty good deal. That is a good deal. I might grab that because I don't. Ha- I don't think I have Windblade. I'm going to transform Soundwave, which untaps my Spy Patrol. Okay. Tap Ravage. So you I get two attacks. Going to tap him to do one damage to Omega Supreme. Okay. I'm going to add primary laser to major sound wave. Okay. Plus two on the sound wave then. And then I'm going to use the action supercharge. Okay. Hold three. And then I'm going to attack with sound wave. Okay. So one white, a blue, another white, and a blue. So I've got armored plating for one, base defense two, and then two blues. So we've got five. Uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I'll go on for twelve. Okay. So I'll take seven. So what's the uh, for those listening? Aaron is actually. How would you describe what you do, Aaron? A toy maker or? Yeah, it's usually what a toy. I guess artist. Okay. Is what I usually say. I make weird weirdo art. Is usually my description of it because it's. No, you can't really play with it. I call it toys. It's little knickknacks that kind of look like 80s toys that you can put on your shelf, but if you play with them, they break. Okay. <laughs> so more like statuettes and things like yeah. that? Yeah. Even, so, like, even the people ahead. who make theirs posable and stuff, they tend to fall apart. Like the magnets fall out of them and stuff like that. They're really not practical for playing with. What would you say is probably the, if you wanted to make them posable, what would be the easiest gimmick to do so? Like, I know He-Man had a rubber band and a hook that kept him together. Most people use, I mean, I've done magnets. Magnets are pretty, I mean, you just drill them in and then glue them in. The problem is finding a glue that doesn't let loose eventually. And then the other thing we do is dowels. So, like, you'll attach a dowel to, like, the arm Mm -hmm. and then use a drill that's the exact same diameter as the dowel and drill it in. Okay. I guess you could probably do, what, like, a peg out of the plastic that you're using right. for the figure and then have it mushroom out if you were going to have them like hollow or something and probably do it that way too you could that's a lot of that's uh, too much a hollow figure is like silicone is the most expensive part of it mm-hmm. and so you have to mold the front and the back then if you want to do a hollow piece so okay. you're talking like minimum three molds just for one arm and the body Okay. It's pretty expensive if you do it that way. All right. So if, if you've got a demand for it or you're super, super passionate and know that it's going to work. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I drew my one. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, flip Omega again, and I'm going to play Hunker Down. It's okay. going to let me flip back to tank mode. I'm already upgraded, so I can't use the other portion of it, but I am going to do one damage to Soundwave. Okay. Then we are going to drop a force field down on Omega Supreme and scrap armored plating. Okay. And then we're going to go ahead and attack with Omega Supreme. You've got 13 on me. with I've got 24 health. Okay. Who are you going for? Oh, shoot. Soundwave. Sorry. Okay. Two defense. Okay. Six. So you're doing four? Yep. Okay. 
So I know we were talking offline a little bit about uh, making a homemade damage counter. You know, there's a lot out there. People are making acrylic tokens and dials and all types of different things. Right. What's the what type of work would go into something like that outside of just the concept and the the drawing of it? Well, it's pretty easy. Sculpting. The only problem is, I mean, it's not really a problem with being a life token. Mm-hmm. You're going to want multiple different numbers, so you're going to have to make like you probably make a bunch of different versions of it with different numbers on it. Okay. So you would probably to make things like look uniform you would probably want to make a blank one to start with and use that to then add the numbers to. So the only thing that's really changing any shape is the actual physical number. Okay. Not getting a bunch of weird, odd little flaws in each one. They'll all have this or whatever. Okay. Yeah. That'd be sweet. So we'll have to, uh, whatever you need from me, I'll fast track it and we'll. Right. We'll uh, bring it bring it to all the shows that you were talking about. Yeah. So I, I did I tell you that I bought um, armor or uh, damage counters from somebody at at Orion for. I think you mentioned it. Yeah, they were uh, Pokemon damage yeah. counters, right? Yeah. yeah, they were 3D printed, like kind of like die, but she had written the numbers in them. Okay. They, had, they were pretty nice. All right. All right, I set down a secret action. Okay. I'm going to tap Ravage to do one damage to Omega. Okay. And then I'm going to attack with Major Soundwave. All right. Who has primary laser attached to him and improvised shield. I just attached that this round. Okay, cool. Going for 11. Okay, I've got four defense. Brings it down to seven, so I'm just going to end up scrapping force field and taking four. Okay. I have 18 on me, so I've got six left. Go ahead and untap. Alrighty. All right, I am going to flip. I already drew for my turn into bot mode. I'm going to throw evasive maneuvers down on me. Gives me tough three, but it works like grenade launcher and scraps after I use it. Okay. And I am going to go ahead and attack. We're going to go after Soundwave. My uh, secret action was revealed, which gives me an extra defense. Okay. And I shuffle. Yeah, me too. So what do you think was the most exciting card in Wave 3, personally? The most exciting card for Wave 3? Hmm. I'd say, just because I didn't know anything about them, would uh, be the Sparktacons. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, I'm a big Godzilla fan, so seeing something that's not a humanoid, uh, more like a dinosaur, I thought that was really cool. Uh, I think it's Cindersaur that's the rare from the set, and he's uh-huh. shooting a big uh, atomic beam. Yeah, those what about are you? Very cool. I like those a lot, too. I'm Is that like- your favorite? I know you're a big Soundwave fan, so maybe... Yeah, I was definitely like super fired up that they added Soundwave. I mean, I've got, I think I've got a good between eight and ten different versions of him in the toy. So I was obviously really geeked about that. And I was really excited that he was uncommon. So it was easy to grab him. Oh, yeah. And then his uh, Spy Patrol are both commons, right? Yep. Yeah. So that way you didn't have to hunt for him. Right. Exactly. 
I managed to pull them in that first seal that we did. All right, so resolving this, I've got nine. All right, I'm defending for two. So, so that takes seven. I'm down to, he's down to two life. Okay. Right. Three life, sorry, three life. That's what I like to hear. Um, so you've got eight. Can you, off the top of your head, rattle off the eight figures, sound wave figures that you have and what they're from? Oh, I, I mean, I have an original G1 with with a box. It's kind of beat up and it doesn't have its original tray. But I, So I have an original. I have a reproduction from Toys R Us, but it's actually Sound Blasters mold. So it's sound wave colored, but he can hold an extra cassette in his chest. I don't know if you're, are you familiar with Sound Blaster? I've seen him. I thought it was a knockoff, but yeah, I, I've seen Sound Blaster. He's like black. Yeah, he's black and he can put two tapes in his chest, like stacked in front of each other. That's cool. Um, so it's that one. I don't know why Toys R Us released that weird version of Soundwave, but I have that. I then have a Japanese reproduction of the original Soundwave, uh, still sealed. And then I have a third party, I think he was called Tape? That wasn't Tape Man. But he looks more like, he, I mean, he's a handheld recorder, but he looks more like the one you would use in like an office to record a um, psychiatry session or something like a handheld. Oh, okay. Um, I got him about five, at least five years ago, maybe longer than that, off of Big Bad Toy Store from like their clearance section. He's pretty mm -hmm. stupid. Um, and then I have a Cybertron. Do you remember the series Cybertron? It was part of the Armada trilogy. Uh, if is that before the video game series Cybertron? Yeah. Okay. So they used like a a gimmick where you could put keys in them and they would unlock stuff. Okay. I have a version of Soundwave from that where he's like a spaceship, but he came with Laserbeak that would actually perch on him. It was pretty cool. And That's then cool. I have two different versions of the one that you were talking about, like the video game, like War for Cybertron. Right. So they did like a deluxe figure in one wave and then a um, even nicer one, like a larger one, I forget what, Leader or something like that in the next one. I think... Oh, and then I have the masterpiece. Okay, is the masterpiece the coolest one out of all of them in terms of oh, yeah. posability and stuff? Yeah, posability, the looks, the way everything works. It's, I mean, it's almost cartoon. Like, like it is like when you're a kid and you imagine how you want Transformers to look. That is what it is. Okay, because it turns into like legit tape recorder, but then it turns into a fully posable robot. That's awesome. Kind of like the monster, how the Godzilla series has the monster arts. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it's like. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to put sparring gear on Ravage. Okay. I am going to tap him to do one damage to Omega. And then I am going to attack with Major Soundwave. He starts with eight to start with. Okay. So I've got four. And I'm going for nine. Okay, so I'll take five. So five, 10, 15, 20, 24. You downed me. I'm out. Oh, man. <laughs> that was a close. If I would have got through Soundwave, I might have had a chance. Right. Rabbit. Warpath just didn't last long enough, man. You had the frag toss. Right. Ravage is a, he's a little he kind of sits there and just picks at you. Yeah. 
that's his thing, man. So have you thought about collecting any of the toys, or are you just not a letter? Um, I think I'm, I don't want to say oh. past, but I, I have toys from, I don't know, when I would come across them at garage sales and things like that. Um, but it would have to be something really cool for me to grab it. Like the, the new Jetfire looks really cool. Yeah. And the I'd say... Yeah, the very first Transformer I ever had, the G1 Transformer Jetfire, my dad really? bought it for me because he was like, man, if I was a kid, I would want this. So that's why I got this one. He He's looked- humongous for not being like a big fortress character or anything. He's giant. Right. Yeah, it it would have to be him or if they released Silverbolt again from Beast Wars where he was like the half wolf, half eagle. Oh, right. That'd be sweet. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they did a masterpiece of him because they've been starting to do a bunch of the Beast Wars masterpieces. And he was, I think he was a pretty popular character. Yeah. Um, for not having any of the other aerial bots that I know of redone as a beast beast war character. Right. Yeah, he was pretty popular. And the to me it's crazy that the Beast Wars value of the toys isn't higher, at least for the ones I've seen. I've seen like sealed Megatrons and sealed Optimus Primal. Uh-huh. Really inexpensive when you compare it to some of the other sets. Yeah sealed characters a lot of that 90s stuff though is just starting to like increase like power rangers i feel like just starting to like increase in value so that's probably why they haven't okay and i don't know that i mean there's a certain generation that remembers beast wars but for the most part not just g1 but even the michael bay stuff it's been mostly the robotic car stuff right where kind of fell to the side but I really like, I mean, I always like that stuff in G1, the more like like the monster bots and the Autobots um, grouping, which were like two-headed dragons and stuff, but they were still Autobots was pretty cool. And then right. the cons and all that. Yeah, I um, to answer your question, yeah, it would have to be a character that was really cool and something I'd have to have, uh, unlike Godzilla. Like, if I see a figure that's a good deal, uh, I'd, I'd be a little more apt to grab that. But um, love the show. Uh, the Michael Bay movies are okay. I really like the new Bumblebee movie. And something about the card game, I don't know, I just gravitated to it. I ended up buying the starter set from GameStop. I just saw it and bought it on a whim and brought it home and played with Kristen. And I was bummed at first because the rules that come with the starter kit... Those are are, yeah, they're <laughs> super simplistic and when i played it like man this game is not good if you just play with those rules and they were just getting started so i went on to the website and saw that there was optimus and megatron dubbed uh, how to plays and uh-huh. actually explained it and then after they came out with more sets and started talking more about the competitive rules then it had a new life to me but yeah, the starter set rules are basically you're playing war. Like, all right, pick but two it, characters and flip cards. It doesn't even make sense because it doesn't even tell you how many cards to draw. Like, I went to reference it one time because I was like, 
couldn't remember how many. I was like, how does this not even tell you how many cards to draw? <laughs> so uh, being a big Soundwave fan, what are your thoughts on the Soundwave and Blaster set from San Diego Comic-Con and even the retail version of it coming out later? Oh, I, I'm definitely going to have to buy both, probably. Yeah. I mean, I will definitely buy it. I don't. I'll try to get a hold of it as easy as cheaply as I can, but I really, really, really want that G1 artwork. I couldn't believe they haven't introduced G1 as chases, like kind of like in uh, like Pokemon or Magic, where you can get hollow versions of the cards. Like, why isn't there an alternate G1 art of some of the cards just slipped in as a chaser for an alt, like an ultra rare version of it? Yeah, I feel like. Just kind of like Godzilla, where if you're going to license it out, you have to pay for a certain year or a certain stable. I don't uh, know if Wizards of the Coast, and I may be talking about my rear, but I don't know if they have full go on every single thing for the license. So it that could be my only thought. Could be, but it'd be weird since Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast. That they, I mean, maybe there's limited, but you could still find a way to fit those limited figures into it since they're owned by the same parent company. Yeah. Could be. You want to go again? Sure. I'm going to switch decks. Okay. Uh, my secret deck. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll switch to then, I guess. Um, would you say Orion is more into Pokemon? Uh, yep. Is that more because of Pokemon Go, or did he get started on the handheld games, or? He got started, he, I, I introduced him to the, I, no, I think it was, he got started in school, other kids were collecting the card, and he started talking about it, so he started getting packs of it then, and then I introduced him to the cartoons, and then Pokemon Go came out shortly after that, so okay. kind of like, just snowballed, like, oh, here's these cards. Oh, here's these cartoons. Oh my God, here's this game. And then he was just like his lifeless Pokemon at that point. Awesome. And he is a ruthless opponent. He's, <laughs> he's very nice, but uh, if he plays ramming speed, he, he won't even announce that he's playing ramming speed. He just puts it down and he'll just say, scrap that. <laughs> that card that you just put on. Yeah, scrap that, please. Would you? Uh, how would you rate the waves so far? Wave one, two, and three, from best to worst. Uh, I would go best to worst. I would say yeah. wave three is probably the best, just in as far as variety of types of cards, because mm -hmm. I felt like it was lacking in that. Like I feel like there's more. I really like having more to do in a card game. Like setting up things, like with the secret, um, adding the Pearson, adding the secret actions, and then building on like the green pips from wave two. Right. And then I would say wave one, just because it made a really good foundation. And then the combiners, I just really didn't cling into. I, I didn't feel like they worked that well personally. But I haven't had a ton of time to play with, so I could just be. Uh, not giving it a fair shake, but I, I just didn't like the way the com combiners worked. And I thought it was, I wasn't real happy that we we bought, I think, oh, eight packs of those, and at least one was already like cut through from manufacturing. Oh. 
So wasn't real yeah. pleased the quality of them. Yeah, I'd, I'd say wave three, wave one, wave two. And yeah, the way the cards are, I mean, the cards are already big. So you have to, if you want to protect them and make sure they don't bend, because they will bend because they're foiled, uh, you have to buy sleeves for them. And then if you're going to be playing heavily with the combiner cards and you don't buy specialized sleeves for them, then yeah after a while they're going to start to crease and get faded so i know it's they're meant to be played with toys and so on but also if you want to preserve them you have to buy like a 30 dollars sleeve that this guy is custom making and it has a slider or you can there's there's cheaper ways to do it but which also makes me think it's like you'd think that hasbro a big toy company would be trying really hard either making their own or licensing out apparatuses and add-ons for this like oh, for trays sure. and counters and uh, all types of stuff but i don't know what all goes into that right all right i've got prowl wheeljack and jetfire and we're going up against uh, wave two thrust wave one skywarp and ramjet it's a bummer that you can't play with dirge i know that is a bummer. But it might be a little unbalanced because I think Thrust and Ramjet alone in just raw stats is kind of scary. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, Thrust's ability is just ridiculous. Yeah, especially if you have grenade launcher somewhere. Yeah. All right. All right, you want to roll? I can go first this time. Okay. Take my three. Right. Going to flip prowl and attack with prowl. And we'll go after thrust. Okay. One, two. Going for five. Uh, defending three, so I'm taking two. Okay. You can have grenade launcher. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put grenade launcher on ramjet. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Yeah. And then I'm going to attack prowl with ramjet. I'm going to tap thrust to add that onto him. So. so he gets, what is it, three from thrust? Yeah, so you're, right now it's a uh, third. Okay. Sorry, 14. Alrighty. Alright, so you have 15? Yep. Alright, I am blocking for three, so Prowl is gone, and one attack. Oof. Okay, so I think the next set that they've been talking about releasing, which is still a ways off, it'll probably be late Q3, early Q4, and it's going to be the next part of the War for Cybertron trilogy. Oh, right. They haven't said that I know of what it's called, but it'll be a continuation from Siege, which would be cool for the characters that were in the Siege toy line but didn't have card releases. If we see that, which maybe you get Jetfire in there. I think that'd I'd be like cool. to see Reflector. I could see that being a good three because it was three guys that made a camera. I could see right. that a really cool team. Yeah. I wonder what they'd do. They'd have to do something with looking at your hand or 
being able to plan or focus. Right. Something like that. All right. I am going to flip Jetfire. His ability is when I flip to this mode, I can grab an armor or utility from my scrap pile and put it uh, onto the character. Okay. So I'm going to grab Improvised Shield and attach it to him. And then we are going to turn Jetfire to attack Ramjet. Okay. Do you have damage counters out? Yeah, sorry. He's oh, got... Okay. Do I need to bring it down for you? Oh, yeah, for thrust. I can't see. So you're going for Ramjet? Yep. Okay. All right, so I am going for five. Five? All right. Yep. I'm not defending for anything, so I'm taking that five. Okay. All right. I'm going to use ready for action and untap thrust. Okay. That's a good synergy. Yeah. Untap a 10 star card. Do you run three it of ready for action or no? I would like to. I don't know if I have that many in here. I might only have two. The only thing I've found with ready for action or any blank pip cards is I feel like I always draw it when I'm doing a, I never draw it. I only ever flip it, which is worthless. Right. Right. But that's, that's the one nice thing about what they did with the um, green pips. So you don't have that. I transformed Skywarp. Okay. So that allows him to divert damage, right? When you, uh, no, when he defends and you flip at least one white pip, you can choose somebody else to take the damage. Okay. That's uh, a very good friend. And I'm going to attack Jetfire with Skywarp okay. and then tap Thrust to add the three to him. So it's okay. starting with seven there. All right. I have tough one. I've got three defense. Uh, going for eight. Okay, so I'll take five. All right, going to draw, flip wheeljack. We're going to throw energy pack utility onto Jetfire, put only on characters that have 11 stars or more. I get plus four health. Okay. That's nice. I don't think I've seen that card. It's uh, rare from wave three. That's pretty. <laughs> and then we're going to play field repair. It's an action. Repair one damage from one of my characters, and then I get to plan one. All right, and I flipped Wheeljack, so we're going to go ahead and attack with Wheeljack. His ability is if I have a weapon in the scrap pile, I get bold three. Primary laser is in the okay. scrap pile. And we're going after uh, thrust, sorry. Okay. I got nine. Um, block and five, so take four. Okay. He's down to five life. He's a thick boy. All right, so all on tap. Yep. So how much health does Jetfire have? He has 19, and you have four on him, so he's got 15. I'm going to play Leap into Battle on Ramjet. All right, so he's got plus three. I'm at 10. Now I'm going to add Improvised Shield to Thrust. Okay. And then I'm going to attack... Jetfire with Ramjet and tap thrust. Okay. So 10. 10. I've got tough one. I did a double blue pip, so I'm blocking for three. Uh, so it's actually 13. I forgot to add in lead to battle. Okay. 
So I will take 10. So one card that I feel like, or two cards actually, we'll go one by one. I feel like they need to do a Triptychon card. Oh, for sure. What could you see when you think of him as a character and then you think of the card game? What do you think that would end up looking like? I mean, obviously, it'd have to be one of the giant cards. Mm-hmm. I mean, is his, there anything besides being a carrier that he did? Well, he—I mean, he was always—he was. I guess he would always like break through things. Like if you were to put up like a base wall or something, he would be the dude that would just you know smash through it. Because like the toy was a motorized walking dinosaur, so his thing was just basically walking without stop. You couldn't stop him. Okay, just mow through anything. I don't know how you would translate that into the card game, though. Mm. Maybe they haven't done anything like when a successful attack goes through, discard cards from your opponent's hand. So some sort of disruption, like pierce or disruption. You could also get rid of, uh, I guess, secret actions would be a good thing. I mean, that's kind of like your defense wall. If you want to say transform them to dino mode, remove a secret action from the board or something like that. Like, Metroplex has Scamper and Six-Gun. Did he have anything small that came with him, or was he solo? He was solo, as far as I know, as far as I can remember. He was just, like, motorized walking, huge dinosaur that would turn into a base. And then I think it would get, he had, like, a different version of Japan that had, like, a glowing horn on his nose, and it was, like, Giga something. And that's, mm. like other like gimmick that he had i don't think he had any other bots that went with him or anything like that okay yeah it's always funny to think about or cool to think about the different characters that haven't been realized as cards and what they what you do to make them unique like skylinks is one of the craziest looking characters to me yeah and that would be another one that uh would be cool and then i was thinking with unicron it could be a playable character but then it would be the first character that would release that could almost be a PvP, so it could be co-op versus that set, and you just play it per the rules of that scenario. I think that would be really neat. Right. If they do Unicron, they gotta do Primus. Yes. That'd be pretty cool playing as the actual planet of Cybertron. Yeah. Alright, so for my turn, I am going to flip Jetfire into alt mode. And then I'm going to play Tech Research. Okay. What Tech Research allows me to do is it allows me to play a Superior card. So I'm going to play Superior Plating, which gives me tough four onto Wheeljack. And then we are going to go ahead and attack with Wheeljack, still with that bold three with a weapon in the discard pile. And we're going to go against, uh, we're going to go against Ramjet this time. He's doing too much damage. Man. What a big whiff that was. Uh, so six. I'm not defending for anything, so your your six is going through. Okay, six is what it'll be then. I'm down to th- he's down to three. Well, too late for me, I think. <laughs> I don't know about that. Is there a specific character that you can think of that you would like? Like I said, I was I'm really excited if they do a refractor. I would also like to see something cool done with headmasters. Mind wipe would be something interesting. Like, if they can do something where you can actually add the heads onto them. Mm-hmm. Mind wipe is one of my favorite headmasters. Yeah, um, I think uh, I would like to see 
cliff jumper uh, actually get a card that's not two hundred dollars? Are you scrapping my superior plating? Ah, uh, sure. Okay. Because he had the 2018 promo pack before the card game even came out, where he came with Slipstream. Oh, and not that I'm a giant fan of Cliff Jumper, but I think he's one staple Autobot that hasn't seen a card yet. Right. Coming at uh, Wheeljack with Skywarp. Okay. Or five. Jeez. Where was, where was this on the last turn? <laughs> that sucks. Uh, for five, okay, I'm defending for one, so I'll take four. Yeah, I don't, I feel like I heard this, it could just be through the grapevine, but I feel like they said all double pip orange or double pip blue are going to be star cards going forward, because I don't know if, they probably just didn't know what this would turn into, but for improvised shield and handheld blasters to be, I mean, they're basically staples that you have in any deck. Right. They're common, so everybody has a million of them. All right, I go ahead and draw. I mean, I guess you would just replace uh, the double orange with orange green. Mm -hmm. Blue green it would make you know a lot of sense. So you could swap it in and out your defense and your attacks and stuff like that. Alrighty, so I'm gonna flip Jetfire, trigger his ability, hopefully get something good. Can either grab superior plating or I can grab. I'm going to grab superior plating and put that onto Jetfire, which will scrap my improvised shield. That's the only thing that makes Jetfire kind of broken, is that instead of play, so cards with special context for armor and utility, his right. ability ignores it, so you can put plating or uh, jetpack on there, which is cool. Uh, we're going to throw Supercharge down, giving Jetfire Bolt 3, and we will go after Ramjet. <laughs> so has Orion gravitated towards a certain card? Is it is it the Dinobots, or...? Oh, he, yeah, he loves the Dinobots. Every time he gets one, he's super fired up on it. Um, and he really likes Optimus. And he, which he's managed to pull, I think, an Optimus, the rare Optimus in every uh, wave we've got. I don't know how he does that. He pulled that Grimlock, the first packs of bottom, and then he's been pulling Optimus every time. Yeah, and you guys aren't like too deep in in terms of packs. You haven't. What no. Would you say you probably bought less than a box worth. Oh yeah, for sure. I think I think I figured it out, and I think we bought eight of wave, eight of like each wave except for the most recent. We only got. What was it? Six packs each at the um, at the sealed deck. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's all we've got. We haven't bought any more since we did that sealed tournament. Yeah. So you pulled Alpha Trion, I think. He pulled yep. the was it Captain Optimus or yep. Commander Optimus? Yeah. One, two, three. So I got my two, three bold, and then two more. I don't know what this was. Your hand? Maybe it was. I don't know. Now it's in my deck. <laughs> uh, so one, two, three, four, five, six, ten. Okay. I defend for one, so I'm taking nine. Okay. So is he dead? <laughs> yeah, Ram Jets out of here. Okay, finally. He only did like 30 damage to me. 
it is cool. The but, wave yeah. one, the pull rate for rares was an average of two per box, which is abysmal. Right. So, but I mean, the way the cards are, there's only one character per pack. So even getting an uncommon is a treat. Right. So really the rares are almost like super rares. Yeah, I'm going to call, I'm going to straight up call on the whole like one transformer. I mean, I like that. I guess that was the other thing I liked in wave three is that you have the option of getting those other smaller transformers. So it doesn't feel like a ripoff when you open a pack and you're like, oh, sweet, a common transformer. And that's the only one I'm going to get in this pack. Right. And then when you get doubles, it feels even worse. If you bought like two packs and you yeah. get two copies of, I don't know, Cup. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that for sure. And then I pulled, when Wave 1 was out, I pulled my first rare was Sunstorm. I pulled another rare. It was another Sunstorm. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to transform Skywarp. Okay. We, each player reveals their top card of their deck. I've All got right. Plasma Burst. Okay, uh, tech research. I'm going to use incoming transmissions to draw two cards. Okay. And then I'm going to add flamethrower to Skywarp. Alrighty. Bold two. And then I will attack Jetfire. Alrighty. So he's got, what is it, 14 on him. So he's got four, five left, five left. Okay, Jetfire, so nothing. And then Tough Four, so... So we got one, two, three, four, two, and then there's a white in there, so one. Just running me through my deck, getting rid of all my orange. <laughs> uh, three. All right, I'm going for six, so he takes three. Alrighty, we'll do a countdown, what I got here. Switch these two out for a five. Throw two on there, so he's got 17. He's got two health left. Big boy. All right, Thrust has five left or five on him? He's got five left. Okay, Skywarp's got eight left. Yep. We will go after Skywarp with Wheeljack. We're going to flip Jetfire real quick. So I'm going to go after Wheeljack, throw Grenade Launcher on Wheeljack. So I've got seven, 12. 12! I'm defending for three. So, nine, he's out of here. Boom. All right, so the double pips came in handy. Yeah, they did. Nice, 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 nice. Bring your other arch nemesis up here for you. Thrust. Yeah, he can tap himself. Go ahead and tap him and give his attack <laughs> to somebody else. i transform him. Okay. Conehead mode. Yeah. I do not like that design. I know you're all about it, but I do not like the conehead versus the standard Starscream body. Oh, yeah. How much life does uh, Jetfire have left? He's got, let's see, 17 on him, so two left. I'm going to do Plasma Burst. And kill him? Yep. Okay. And then I'm going to, I got to shuffle, but I'm going to attack with Thrust to Wheeljack. Okay. Seven is what I'm going for. All right. I am defending for one, so I will take six. I've got three health left. Okay, it's going to be down to the nose. I've got five left on thrust. All right, cool. We'll try to make it quick. <laughs> uh, let's see here. That won't help, so looks like it'll just be a straight-up attack. Wheeljack on the thrust. Seven? Um, defending for one. You got him. So one for one. Nice. Have they... Uh, 
so you talked about Reflector. He's still a camera. Have they kind of retconned anybody's bot mode or alt mode from inanimate objects to something a little more practical for where they're going with Transformers? Well, Shockwave is one. They turned him from a gun to a satellite sometimes and a spaceship sometimes. So, like, that is, like, he is no longer ever referenced. Oh, they did do him as a gun in Combiner Wars, but he was, like, I think he was a satellite that could turn into a robot, but you could turn him into a gun to add into somebody's hand at that point as a weapon. Okay. But he's typically a satellite or a starship. He's no, not really referenced as a gun anymore. Kind of like Megatron. Yeah. What about, uh, was it Perceptor? No, he was a, um, I don't think they've changed him. He was a microscope in the last series of toys again. I just yeah. don't think they've used him since then. He kind of like oh. fell off. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I mean, with the way that the toy series originated, which was basically just a smorgasbord of whatever they could find from across the sea. and. Right put under one brand, you're going to see right. some funkiness. So I would think that at this point they would have tried to keep as much as they could about the character, but obviously not have a transforming telescope. Right, right. Well, let's see. The, the, that I think they're keeping because, like, you still use microscopes, right? Like, right. But if you look at Soundwave, who the f*** knows what a tape recorder is? Like, if you're talking to kids... Like, that's barely used anymore. So they're like, I don't think they want to use outdated technology that's not really around anymore. So they keep turning them into, like, a ship or a car that can eject these, um, like, data disks or they call it, what, satellites in this game is what they're called? The spy patrols, yeah. Spy patrols, yeah. So I think they're trying to get away from the fact that he, even though most of us love it because he looks cool as a, as a tape recorder, they're trying not to do that because nobody really uses tape recorders anymore. Right, for sure. Sweet. Well, hey, thanks for uh, playing a couple of rounds with me. Uh, we're actually going to release this probably on YouTube um, since we had the video recording, and then uh, I'm going to edit down, edit it down a little bit for the audio version. But uh, kind of a slow news week. You can take a look at the updated rules roundup. They released a brand new constructed uh, deck list. So for your tournaments, you can print out a PDF, uh, filled out PDF version of your deck with star count, character count, uh, all that stuff. You can print that off, which I know a lot of people are clamoring for a official deck list. So check the rules roundup out and keep in mind September 4th. So we're still a little bit over a month away. September 4th, Hasbro Pulse will have the Omnibots available as well as the san diego comic-con uh, uh, g1 art which will be 50 bucks for that and i believe the omnibots pack will either be 15 or 20 bucks uh, i can't remember but uh, that'll be out on september 4th aaron um you want to plug your store envy Sure, it's brokenstar.com without any vowels so b-r-k-n-s-t-r.com Awesome. So you can pick up, you can take a look at his uh, weird toys or strange toys that he was calling them. Uh, and yeah, check it out. So thank you very much. And we'll see you next week.